0: Okay, let's stand for just a little while longer. 1 Corinthians chapter three, verse four. To our guests today, thank you so much for coming. And uh, if you're a guest today, you can you can scan the QR code back here, and you can fill that out. We would love to know more about you. Stay in contact with you. Also, if you're a part of our outreach program, to our city, loving awesome, please fill out. Please scan the QR code, fill that out, so that you can participate and join a team. This is for every member of our church to join a team, to get on a schedule, to get out there and show love to other people. You will enjoy it. And so please get used to doing it so we can keep adding more locations. Let this be a part of your heartbeat. So our guests, once again, thank you for coming. We hope to meet you today if you're new today. 1 Corinthians 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul said, for when one says, I am of Paul and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal doing this favorite preacher thing. Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed? As the Lord gave to each one, I planted, Apollos watered, but it was God that gave the increase. We're just men. We can only do so much. We can only do so much, and we work together. I planted, Apollos came back behind me, and he actually watered what I planted, So, who gets the credit? None of us. Not one individual. It takes the whole team. It takes every one of us doing our part. But ultimately, none of us can make anything happen. It's God that gives the increase. Go ahead and take that load off your shoulders today. You cannot save anybody, but you can plant. And you can water. And that is how we measure success in the kingdom. Success is measured by seeds. Success is measured by seeds. And the only way to know we're successful as a church is that we are putting seed out. And we are watering seed. After that, it is not our job. It is the Lord's job. Success is is measured by seeds. Verse 7, So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but let me tell you who it's all about. God who gives the increase. God gives the increase. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You can be seated today. I'm so thankful you're here. I hope that this helps. I've got a few illustrations for y'all to help make a point today and uh, channel my old youth pastor self. The church at Corinth was was clickish in the beginning because they were new. They had only had the Holy Ghost for a little while, and they were Gentiles that didn't really know a lot about God. And they had some problems, and that's okay, because they were submissive people, they were prayerful people, they were unified people, but they had some problems. And they would listen to the Apostle Paul as he would write letters to them and tell them how to act right. And they needed instructions. They had preacher preference, kind of like we do today. We're on YouTube, and we have our favorite preachers. And I admit to you today, there are certain preachers I would like to hear over other preachers. I think we kind of have our own uh, preference of style uh, or, or learning, understanding. Maybe people communicate in a way that we understand it better because of our background and our personality, our education. And so I, I understand what was happening there in the first church because it still happens today. People get preacher preference, and they think that one is more important than another They think that one is all that they need. It's not true. Uh, Paul was part of their conversion to Christ, but so was another minister. It, It wasn't just Paul. It was Paul and Apollos. Paul had explained that they each had a role to play in their lives. Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Ultimately, it was God that made it all work. We just have to be willing to do our part, whether it be the planting, whether it be the watering, we've got to participate in the harvest. And that's what Paul is teaching the church here is don't play favorites, don't think one's better than the other. It takes all of us. This is why God wants to unify the entire church together to get this thing done. So, so the question we start with is plant what? What are we planting? Through a study of Scripture, we find that we are supposed to go preach Jesus, and He is what we plant. The gospel message of Jesus is the seed that gets planted into the ground of people's hearts. It is up to you and me to get out there and preach Jesus. This is the planting he's referring to. We preach the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And that can do something inside of the hearts of humanity. So the first thing that happens when you begin to get out there and you begin to plant is you take the seed. You begin to throw that seed out there. Yeah, I got something to plant seeds with. Thank you, Aspen, for letting me use this today. Appreciate it. It hit the ceiling. You ready? Watch your face. If I point it at you, you better cover up. A lot. Maybe want Jason, where you at? Wow, you have been praying this morning. You're, you're just, you just got to get the seed out there, y'all. But here, here's the problem with throwing seed out there. Oh, that's gonna hurt. Sorry, sis. Here's the problem with throwing the seat out. Oh, I was coming at you, Sister Corey. You weren't even ready. Good thing you get. I'm looking people have glasses on, honestly. Right, that's going to hurt. Did you catch it? Are you serious? See, that's what I'm talking about. Here, here's the thing. When you're throwing seat out, number one, it can hurt. It can hurt because not everybody's asking for it. In fact, most people aren't. I mean, y'all didn't ask me to shoot you with that. Some of y'all are kind of angry right now that I pulled out a Nerf gun in church and shot at some of y'all. Because you didn't ask for it. And has anybody else figured it out that when you go preach, people don't always ask for it? In fact, most of the time they don't ask for it. But you still got to go. We still have to go. We still have to go. They don't like it, uh, and it may sting a little, but we still have to go. Isn't that right, brothers? That's going to hurt. I think it was a headshot. Good job. You know you've got hit in the head before. Aspen, woo, got him in the leg. I'm a pretty good shot, honestly. So, so whenever you get into this, you have to get the seed out. But here's the problem. As you throw the seed out, not everybody wants it. In fact, the Bible tells us, Jesus told us in Matthew 13, there are different types of ground. This is why we feel like failures. Because we go out there and preach the gospel, and people don't listen to us. But Matthew 13 and 19, let's learn about the ground, okay? This is important. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. These are people that just got it on passing. They didn't really want it. They just kind of overheard it. This wasn't their intention. They just kind of got spilled over in a Thanksgiving dinner meal conversation where it's like, yeah, Jesus, gospel. But they didn't really want it. They didn't understand it because you don't understand what you don't want to understand. If you don't seek to learn, you won't understand it. And while it may have gotten in there a little bit, it was snatched away very quickly because they did not really want to know. So the first ground is the ground that gets snatched away. Didn't hold on to it good. Didn't really care if you lost it in the first place. The second one in verse 20, he who received the seed on stony places. Everybody say hard heart. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root in himself. He endures only for a little while. He's only at church for a few weekends. He only lasts a little while. He only starts the Bible study for a couple weeks and then quits it. Starts the Bible and then quits it. Quits the fast in the middle of it. He's got a good intention, but there's no depth. There's a hard heart. And this heart, it does not endure. It doesn't keep the seed. For when tribulation or persecution comes, when it costs them something, Immediately he begins to stumble. Okay? Now verse 22. He who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becomes unfruitful. Received it, loves it, it's great, but didn't make any lifestyle changes to get rid of all the weeds and all the thorns that choke out the word of God. Because it takes both to make sure that that seed turns into fruit. And there are many Christians today that they come to church, they love the preacher, and they clap with the preacher. They say amen. And they try to apply it to the life, but they don't get rid of Netflix, and they don't get rid of their bad habits uh, and their nasty things. uh, And what happens is the world chokes out the word. And that's why it's not good enough to receive a word. You've got to get rid of the things that kill the word. Protect your seed. There are things in this life that will fight against the seed that you get at church and you say amen over, but you don't make changes outside of church, and that's where you lose that word. That's where you don't get to keep what God gave you on Sundays because you won't get rid of things that attack that seed on Monday. The only way to protect and preserve what God is putting in you is for you to get rid of the weeds and the thorns in the garden that choke out what God is trying to do in your life. But he who receives seed, verse 23, on good ground, is he who hears the word, understands it, who, who indeed bears fruit and produces fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. Look what God can do as the seed goes forth in good ground. What we find out at first about planning, of course you know, is that there are times when we've got to dig. And this is probably the hardest part about our outreach endeavors is when we dig. This is the part people don't like because you've got to dig for seed to really make it. And this is what people don't like. There has to be a digging that goes on. And it's going to be tough sometimes. There's going to be some bad ground sometimes. And we're going to get out there and we're going to throw the gospel out to people this year and they don't want it. And they get offended by it. They get mad. They didn't ask for it. But in the mix of those bad grounds, there's a good ground. People just like you. People just like you, hungry for God, ready for change. And we must go, even though there are three types of ground that will not make it, there is one that will, and they are worthy of the journey. They are worth the time and the energy, and we must go out there at all costs. Uh, We must go, and we must throw the gospel at them. We must cast out Jesus. Uh, We must give Jesus to the world. And there are people that are hungry, and there's good ground out there that's ready, and they want uh, fruit and production and change in their life. We must go. The seed works, church family, because the seed is Jesus, and Jesus does not fail. The ground can fail, but not the seed. The seed works, and we can't be quiet any longer. The seed works. Somebody say the seed works. Do you believe the seed works? Are you sure? Did it work in you? Did it work in you? Are you sure? Where's the fruit? Did it work in you? Where's the fruit? How you know? Where's the fruit? No fruit, no faith. No fruit, no confidence. No fruit, no evangelism. If there's no fruit in you, there's no spreading of seed through you. Because the seed is in the fruit. If you're not producing fruit, you cannot give the world seed. Because in my Bible reading this morning, the Bible said that he produced seed bearing fruit. Our God gives the increase, and the increase is full of seed. God gives the church the fruit of the Spirit, and that fruit gives us the ability to go out and plant seeds. If you're not fruitful, you have nothing to give. You know why we don't want evangelism? Because we have no fruit. Pastor, we got we to talk the church in evangelism. How can we talk them into it? We'll give them a sad story, a sob story. People out there need help. That's not good enough. You can want to go and have nothing to give. But the reason we don't go is because we don't believe in the seed. We don't spread it because we don't believe in it. If it hadn't done something for you. You don't want to get out there and risk giving it away to somebody else because it's going to be painful, and there's going to be suffering and persecution. It's going to be tough. You've got to be a believer in the seed that it works. I mess up, but it doesn't. My ground gets hard, but God is good. The Lord works. Jesus works. Stop doubting the seed. The only thing wrong with the equation of bad growth is the ground. Our God is not at fault because there's no fruit in your life. What's wrong with us is our ground is not ready to receive what God has for us. The seed still works in 2023. The seed works. If you could just get it inside of you and cultivate it, it works. I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got good ground and you've got seed, you will have fruit. And if you don't have fruit like you want, it is not the seed's fault. There are two reasons why you're not having fruit. Either you stop trying to get seed, or your ground is not right. And it is not God's fault for what's lacking in your life right now. You know what I felt last night in the Holy, I didn't know when I would say this, but the Lord said to me, your people aren't happy when he said my people, he meant like the church here that I'm over. He said there's people in this church that are not happy. And it's not the will of God. And when I say happy, I mean you you just don't have that bubble to you. You don't have that life inside of you. You're just always beat down, tormented. You can look and you can tell. And it convicted me because people are not happy. People don't have a sense of joy. You you want want me to prove it to you? In your mind, make a list of the happiest people in the church. I mean, the happiest. A lot of times it's hard. It shouldn't be that way in the, in the church. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be that hard. See, what we did was we said, well, I've got joy. I'm just not happy. Someone taught us that joy and happiness was different. So now we walk around
1: going, oh, no, I've got joy. I'm just not happy. There's so much joy in me right now.
0: Oh. Let me tell you about joy. Joy makes it easier to get happy. If you can't be happy, I'm telling you, you don't have joy. The joy is the root of happiness. The joy is the foundation of happiness. And if you've got joy, then you can be happy a lot easier than everybody else in the entire world without the drugs, without the drinking, without the relationships. It's on the inside coming out. Where is the fruit of the Spirit in the church at? The ground does not, the ground can fail, the seed cannot fail, and we've got to make up our minds this year that if something's not right, it's me and not God. Stop blaming God for everything that's going wrong in your life. Stop doing that. You don't say it out loud, but you do it. You think it. You think it. That's why you're not happy and you're a Christian. You know why you're a Christian and not happy? Because you're mad at God. We're going to deal with that this year. We're going to deal with people that are mad at God. You don't say it, and that's why I gotta preach about it. It's in your heart. And you're not happy because you think that you're living a life of drudgery. It's sacrifice. Sacrifice produces blessing. You are not sacrificing if you're not blessed. You think that you are sacrificing, but you're not. You're just sorrowful. You're just sad. That's not sacrifice. Because sacrifice gives abundance back to you whenever you sacrifice. Yeah. Part of the reason why there are unhappy people in this church is because you're self, self-thought self all the time. Always me, me, me. I'm going to tell you how God's going to make a happy church out of this church. We're going to get out there. And we're going to try to serve others instead of asking people to serve us all the time. If you don't want to go and tell others, it's because you can't see the power of the seed in your own life. And anyone that's afraid to talk about Jesus is not convinced of Jesus. A byproduct of being absolutely convinced that Jesus is powerful and real in your life is when you tell others about him. Why are you holding back such great information? You brag about your recipes. You brag about how much you can lift. You brag about everything else you think's good. Where is Jesus in the mix? You're not bashful. You love to talk about what you're good at, what you know. How come we're not talking about him? because we are not convinced that the seed works. We think there's something wrong with God because we don't have what we thought we should have. We, we get mad at God and say the seed does not work, but I've come to tell you the only reason we don't have fruit is because the ground is not right. Because the ground is not right. And when the ground gets right, and the seed is planted, and the seed is watered, there will be great fruit, and there will be multiplication for the world. There'll be enough for everybody, but we have got to start right here, right now by becoming fruitful so that we can go. We we must go. We don't go. We don't get to go after good-looking ground. We got to go for all ground. Can I shoot some more people? I really enjoy this. I don't think I'll ever be able to do it again. Man. Sometimes your gun jams, and uh, they call that dropping your watermelon. Yeah. But just get back up and preach again. Sometimes you'd mess up a little bit. You just got to unclog the gun and shoot again, you know. You just got to plant more seed. Y'all, we don't get to pick the prettiest people. Myra, you're such a good girl. Oh, look at Myra. I'm not very good at it, sister. Okay. She's over here talking trash. So you're not even hitting me. I could aim for your face. I'm trying to be nice. You know, we don't. we don't get to find the people that we think deserve it. I'll go a step further. We don't even, we don't even get to find poor people because we think they'll, they'll want it more. And that's not always the case. When have y'all changed a homeless person's life recently? Well, I know we can do. it. We'll just go give them some money and give them a job. Go ahead. Let me know. I'd love to see it. I know it can happen, just doesn't happen very much. We create a narrative of who deserves the gospel. Y'all, everybody deserves the gospel. That is not up to us. We don't get to pick who gets the gospel. We just gotta go. We just gotta go. Everybody needs the gospel. Everybody needs the gospel. It's not up for me and for you to judge by the outside because we know that man looks out the outside, but God looks at the heart. We don't look for easy. We look for open. Just give me a door. We don't, we don't pick rich or poor. We, we just look for doors. Look, anybody that wants it, I'm there. Anybody that wants it, we're there. Anybody that's open for it, we're there. Just show me where I can go. Just show me where to go. But when I get there, I'm not going to handpick the people that I preach Jesus to because I don't know the hearts of people. I don't know what's going on in somebody's life. Well, they've got money. Let's not talk to them. No, it's not up to us. We won't know, watch this, we won't know the quality of the ground until the seed has been spread. Y'all, you don't even know who will receive it. Some of y'all should have never received it, but you did. Some of y'all didn't look like you'd want it, but you wanted it, and look at you now. We won't know what kind of ground it is until we get out there and begin to preach. So go preach. Go share Jesus' message. That's why Jesus commanded his followers to go into all the world, into all the world, not the places that are easy, the places that you like. Sometimes we call, we call evangelism hanging out with people that we already like. You know, we, we got a new trend now. We do Bible studies with our friends, and we call it Bible studies. That's called fellowship with the church. What about the hurting people that don't have it? Your your schedule's very precious. Why don't you spend that schedule on people that don't know Jesus? Let's get with people that don't know the Lord. Let's fill our houses and our time schedules with people that don't know the Lord. They deserve it. You can do both. Start. Jesus said, start at your hometown and work your way out. He said, reach the locals, starting at Jerusalem. Because if you can reach those in your backyard, they will help you reach those in Samaria. And then Judea. Jesus said when you want to start the evangelism, start planting seed right in your backyard because right here is where we have to begin, right here. Because if we can reach the people right here, then those people will join with our campaign and we can be exponential in our endeavor. We can reach out to more and more and more, but it starts right here. Before that, Jesus even sent his disciples out two by two, and he told them, if any place doesn't want it, it's okay, just go on to the next. Don't be frustrated. Throw the seed. you always spend most of our time trying to reach people who don't want it. Bad ground is not ready. And sometimes the best remedy for ground that won't receive seed is to watch you keep doing it somewhere else. Y'all, we sit there and try to talk background ground into becoming good ground, but hey, you can't make ground change if they don't want to change. But I'm going to tell you what's convincing. Leave your mom alone when she don't want the seed and show her that somebody else does. Right. I can't reach the world. i got to reach my mom. You know what you're telling your mom every time? Nobody else wants it, neither do you. But what if you gave a pause to mom and went out to the city and came home to mama with a testimony that an entire apartment complex wants Jesus. What is convincing to your lost loved ones is not more time blue in the face begging them to change, but a testimony that their whole world is hungry for God. Help us, Lord. Keep trying to convince our lost loved ones how great the seed is, and they keep asking for evidence. Maybe give them a week off and find another broken and hungry person who's ready for life change, and testify back to your lost family that there are many people that want Jesus. It'd be good for everybody to hear that people still want the Lord. To my main point today, we do not measure success off of increase. We measured off of the planting and the watering. We are not called to increase. Only God can give increase. You ought to sleep good the night in Jesus' name. Knowing that you're not God. You can't save them. It's not your fault if you plant and water. Release yourself of the guilt of people you love that don't want Jesus because you can't save them even if they did. It's not your job. It's God's job. It's your job to love them. It's your job to serve them. It's your job to water, to cultivate, to check in. But it's not your responsibility to take them to heaven. You couldn't do it if you tried. In fact, John the baptizer spoke of Jesus saying, he must increase and I must decrease. If there is going to be more of Jesus in the last days, there's going to have to be a lot less of us. I'm talking about today the God of the increase. I'm talking about the God that can fix all the problems. I'm talking about the God that can do everything we can't do. And I think many times we're in the way. We're in the way too much with our flesh. We're in the way too much with our logic and our programs. Y'all, we cannot create the increase, but we can go. We can preach. We can love. We can water. And if we will go, God will give the increase. God is waiting on us. Jesus said, lift up your eyes for the harvest is white and ready. He said, I pray for the laborers because the harvest is ready. Where are the workers? Where are the goers? Where are the planters? Where are the waterers? We're not going to keep count of the increase at Allison First Church. How many got the Holy Ghost this year, Pastor? Are you a failure? That church down there, they had 800 to get the Holy Ghost. How many are still in the kingdom? That number game is, is making you feel spiritual. I would rather have 10,000 have seed than just 800 have the Holy Ghost get it once and never come back. Our calling is not a calling of increase. Our calling is an increase to go and to preach Jesus and show love. And I refuse to sit down and get depressed over the numbers, read the Old Testament. God never liked the counting of the soldiers. He never liked the counting. We got to stop counting and go. We're keeping track of way too much data because we're worried about how good we look. You don't count the cost of the harvest. You don't count the cost. You just go. You don't measure it like that because then you'll quit. You'll quit. But if you can go say, I'm successful because I'm planting, you'll never quit. God's going to liberate the church in the last days, you hear me? God's going to switch the measuring system off of how many actually come to church and on to how much the church goes. Check it out. The people we're meeting in Austin may never come to this church, but we might see them in heaven. It could be real. It could be a real thing, y'all. It could be that when you show up and preach, they first hear about Jesus. And five years goes by, and they move to Atlanta. And in Atlanta, they run across a church website, and they get baptized in Jesus' name. And one day, we see him in heaven, and we high-five them. And they look at you and say, You were the one that planted the seed in me. God gives the increase. So we're going to go and we're going to spread the love of God and His message of salvation to as many as we can, planting as many seeds as possible. And we are not failures if, if people don't want a Bible study. We only fail if we don't offer them one. never want Sister Sarah Long, our Bible study director, to feel condemnation and guilt because of the end number that we will never be able to calculate. I want her to feel like she's successful because we're trying, because we're going, because we're offering. This is how you measure success in the kingdom from our standpoint. We are not failures if people don't come to our church. We only fail if we don't reach out to them and love them. That's when we fail. Especially when they come as guests. We fail when we don't shake their hands. And we will stand before God. One of the most wild things to me is a church that cannot greet their guests and love them will never get to the city. And not a guest-friendly church, I mean from you to them, it will never work. It all begins in the house. And new people that come in here should be surrounded with love and affection. Swapping phone numbers, texts, trying to do whatever you can to connect to them. Because that's how we fail. We don't fail if they reject us. We fail if we reject them. We can't make anybody get baptized. We can't make anybody receive the Holy Ghost. All we can do is tell them about how great it is. Tell them about what they get if they do it. We can preach it. We can serve. We can love. We can create a meal for them. At the end of the day, God will bring the increase in His timing, in His season. God knows exactly what He is doing. Oh, gee, I just felt something in the Holy Ghost. The Lord just spoke to me and said, I control the climate. You have power of planting, and you have power of water, but you don't have power of sunshine. He said, when the time is ready, I will bring out the sun. I will bring out the weather. I will bring the warmth. When the time is ready, did you know the seed lays dormant until the spring? You know why this is so hard? Because we don't get to see the reward of our hard work until sometimes years down the road or maybe not even until heaven. It takes so much faith to love people. Well, that was such a waste. Don't you say that. Don't you dare say that. The devil is a liar. This is why we're not reaching our world because the devil's lied to us and said it didn't work. Look, you went and spent all that money, Brother Dale. Look, you went and cooked food for them. Ain't nobody came to church. Don't you dare say that. We are successful because we went. We are successful because we preached it. That's who we are. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let me hurry and close. We cannot waste another minute watering ground that is yet to receive the seed. We are not the increased givers. We've got to get out there and plant the seed first. We've got to get the order just right. We've got to make sure we do this the right way. We'll get to that in a minute. You know why we're frustrated with American evangelism, church family? We have not understood the spiritual terrain that we are in. Let me give you a quick summary of where we are. The Bible in Revelation says there's a church called the church of Laodicea. A last day church. A church that is, thinks it's rich and fat and wealthy. But truly it is poor and sick and naked and destitute. On the outside they look like they have it all together. But on the inside they're broken and frustrated. And I am going to tell you right now, you ought to know it by now, that the western church is the church of Laodicea. We are the culture of Laodicea. We are the culture that look good on the outside, but inside we're we're thinking thoughts of suicide. This is our culture, y'all. Y'all, we can't do evangelism like they do over in Bangladesh or over they do in the Philippines. We can't do it the same way. You know why? Because the ground is different here. You don't farm the same way everywhere. You know, we, we get frustrated because we say, well, in the Philippines, they have a 1,000 get the Holy Ghost in one day. In the Philippines, there's not enough doctors to save people's lives. Lawyers, medics, police, fire, money, they don't have anything over there. They have to have God. Yeah, go to other countries that are poor, under communism, and they're suffering, and they are absolutely open to the seed begging for it. But here in America, our terrain is much different. We have, let's be honest, a small percentage of people that want to be saved in America. Now, across the world, there's a lot of people that are hungry. Where we live, there's not that many per capita. Stop getting frustrated You see, here's why the American revival has not taken off, because we wait for instant results. Jesus, help us. We've let the microwave mentality get a hold of us on our evangelism. And we don't have eyes of faith to see what God can do through people if we could plant seed. And we won't go out there because if they don't look at us and say, let me get the Holy Ghost right now, preacher, then we quit. And we give up on people. But watch this. Around 300 million people in America, if I can just get one good ground out of 300 million people, I think we can reach a few million. Y'all hear me? Why can't we reach a few million? Why can't we reach a few million in a nation of 300 million? Of all these hundreds of millions we have at our disposal right here, we can't get a few million? Oh, I think we can. I think if there's a million people in our area, I think we can maybe get 100,000. Y'all, that's 10%. Surely, there's so much to be done, even in American culture where it seems like nobody wants God. It's not true. How many people have we given seed to? Well, I shared a Facebook post. That reached at least 100 people. I have a great vision that right here in Austin, Texas, we can see thousands come to Christ. I believe in the name of Jesus that even though there's so many people that are so stuck on themselves, they don't want God. I believe there are so many people that want the gospel steal. I believe there are thousands in our area that are just waiting for us to throw a seed at them. I believe there's thousands. We've got to stop looking at them saying nah, they don't want it. You did. I said you did. You're grateful. You're thankful. And there's so many out there. We just don't go. We just don't tell them. Thank you, God. So this year, in Jesus' name, we will spread seed like never before, but but there's a catch to it. We can't just spread seed and preach good news of Jesus. We also have to water. I got bad news for some of y'all. Look, if you're wearing Danny duels, raise your hand. I don't want to hurt you, okay? Now, if you're, (laughs) I shot my daughter. It's okay. (laughs) Look, I will. I will buy another one if I have to. It's worth it (laughs) for the Philly illustration for all the wow factor alone is worth it. You know? Yeah. I'm sorry, baby. If I ruined it, I'll buy another one. I apologize. We we y'all. It gets. It gets messy. We can't just go, throw a seed and go home. We have to maintain relationships with the people that we're planting into. We cannot just get out there and go plant and say, we love you, here's Jesus, and go home. There has to be watering done, and we can't do it by ourselves. Uh, Someone's got to understand that not all of us are the evangelists. Some of us are the Apollos. Some of you are good at watering, and we need you so desperately right now. Planting is our evangelism, watering is our discipleship, it takes both. It takes Paul and Apollos. And this year in Jesus' name will be a year of ministerial training because we need Paul and Apollos to get ready for the harvest. It is ready and white. We need evangelists that will go out to plant. We need ministers that will stay connected and water. We've got to get out there and we've got to water these people. A church that has a lot of evangelism cannot just have evangelism. We've got to have a plan of discipleship. And this is how you know you've really planted a good seed. They'll let you water. And anything that will not let you water is not alive. Let me tell you what thirsts for water. A seed that's in good ground. If we do not have discipleship, we won't really know who's serious. And what will happen is You will not really see who the good ground is until you get them through discipleship and see if they're still there. A lot of people say they love our food, they love our church, they think we're friendly, but they don't really want Jesus. They don't want to make changes. And it hurts our feelings because we feel like we've invested so much. Y'all, you don't know what will come out of that later. They may not be ready right now. But we will have to have great discipleship because we've lost many people because we told them Jesus loves them and we left them this church is going to have to step up and have discipleship for every new person that we're reaching because God has opened up the door to get out there, but now we're going to have to step up and we're going to have to help water the seed that we're planting. We have big plans for 2023. Let's all stand together today. We've got big plans this year. I hope you're excited. This year... We're going to continue to grow Loving Austin as much as we can. And it's our vision that the next level of church membership is not just being a teacher on a platform or a singer or coming and wearing a tie, but getting involved in the harvest. The climax of someone who truly loves God is when they get out And they began to serve others in the community, sharing Jesus. It takes the most faith to love people that look like they don't want seed. We have for too long, y'all, measured our love based on our love for people that are just like us. But Jesus proved that true love was getting away from the throne, getting down to where the people live, and helping them see the gospel message of Jesus. And I think it's good for all of us as real Christians to put in our schedule that we're going to do something to reach out to other people in this year, in Jesus' name. You know what we want to do this year? I'd love to get our home groups going up again this year in 2023. We love doing them. They were exciting. They were great. They were powerful. They're close to home. We'd love to get them going again. We would like to hit a leader for our life support mission. Our life support is uh, the program we put together at our church for people that are going through a tough place in life. I love to get someone in charge of that to make sure that if people are in need, that they can funnel that out and get requests for needs, take care of people that are in need, so we can support each other and make sure that when you go through a tough time in the crazy days we live, make sure that there's a church that's there for you. We want to put out more evangelism via online media We want to get the word out as much as we can about what we believe and who we believe Jesus is to the online community. We know that everybody's online, and we want to do our best this year to get out the word online because there's so many hungry people that are looking for truth, searching the internet, searching, 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 and we want to do that in Jesus' name. We will be starting our ministry training, which will turn into eventually a one-year quick training uh, program for ministers that they will eventually be able to come to our church for one year and sit under the fivefold ministry to be exposed and discipled by fivefold ministry and they can be sent out of this church to change the world. The beginning of that program, we want to start this year with our own local ministers. Just this thought I had today during worship by the Brandon, I had this thought, you know what, it's hard for me to get a hold of preachers these days. They're all so busy, but I think the truth is there's just not enough of them to go around. I have reached out to multiple uh, evangelists and preachers, and they're booked up. This didn't used to be the case. It used to be there were lots of them sitting around ready to preach. But the ones that God is using, they're full. You know what that means? We've lost a lot of them. They've given up. They've quit. the season is right for ministry to step up. If God has a calling on you to be a preacher, this is the best hour to step up because the field is ready. There's so many people, so many churches that are ready for ministry, and I believe that God wants us to raise up everything in-house from grassroots movements. And so lastly, on that note, I believe that God wants us at AFC to start with the future apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers out of who is currently here. Because the days of bringing them in to save us will not work. The first church created their own. A healthy church creates their own. What that means is if we do this, God is going to be reaching out to you, ordinary saints, and putting a calling on your life. And if you hang around here, you're going to feel it, and God's going to pick you up, and God's going to use you mightily in the kingdom in the last days. We are not going to rely on some other man down the road having to come bail us out. We need it in-house right now. And God is calling it. God is calling all of us to deeper places this year because we've got to find solutions to what we're up against and we can't keep waiting on somebody else to come bring their gifting. We've got to go to prayer and fasting and get our own giftings. We've got to get to the place where we're casting out devils because we've learned how to do it. Where we're laying hands on the sick and they are recovering because of our sacrifice, because of our fasting, because of our dedication. If they can do it, you can do it. Name somebody you look up to that God uses mightily and become them. Well, that's not for me. I guarantee you it is for you. You've, you've, you've cut yourself off. You've, you've sold yourself short. If God can use those people, God can use you. Old or young, God's got a calling on you. And I'm telling you in the last days, there's going to be so many of us that God's going to handpick out to be used by him. And so the Lord has directed me to start a very a very strong ministry training where we're going to explore the faithful fold ministry like never before and God is going to impart to you and we're going to have our own revivals with our own evangelists from our own church. Y'all hear me today? We're going to support missionaries out of our own church people we know, people we've been praying with for years. We're going to send them out and fund them in Jesus' name. God's going to raise up prophets that come from this church. Hey, every prophet started inside of a church. God's going to use this church to create that. You know why? Because there's a deficit. Because if we don't, we don't make it. And lastly,
1: this is so exciting,
0: God is going to multiply what He did through Brother Dale Smith. The definition of modern-day evangelism is completely being revolutionized through Brother Dale Smith. And what Brother Smith has showed all of us through the working of the Spirit is that if you can get out there in the city and just start to love one person, God will open up doors no man can shut. God will anoint you with everything you need. He'll supply everything you need. God will give you words to say. He'll give you the character, the ability. You just got to get out there and love somebody and love somebody and love somebody. And God will give you everything you need. Listen to me. The days of starting your ministry in a pulpit are over. The right way to do it is get out there in Austin. Get out there in Austin. Get out there and love somebody. Get out there and spread the gospel. Is anybody ready? (laughs) Are you ready for a great year in Jesus' name? Are you ready to see the will of God done? to break free of your depression, to break free of that ditch you've been in, to break free of that narcissistic attitude, it's all about me, and get free of that heaviness, get free of all that trash, and do the will of God. (laughs) I feel the peace and the power of the Holy Ghost today in this service. Brother Brandon, I I could see it today, brother. I could see it. While we were worshiping, the Lord said to me, he said, you're going to keep waiting on everybody to call you back to have revival or are you going to get people in your own church to do the revivals for you? Why are we looking outside when God's already got you here right now? Why are we going to look outside when we've got the power, the Holy Ghost, the anointing, the Word, everything we need, we can do it with the people that are here right now. Y'all, this is going to be a big year of God imparting to you responsibility. And you know what? I don't know how it's going to work because we're going to have to have a lot of trust this year, but we're going to have a lot of forgiveness, and we're going to have a lot of grace. Because listen, we don't have time to wait 30 years to get all mature and perfect. We've got 18 potential complexes ready. You think we're going to sit around and do a 10-year Bible school? We don't have time. But if we can give each other grace and forgiveness, if we can believe in each other, And I'm telling you, God's going to raise up quick ministry in the last days. Quick ministry in the last days. And you're going to do things you never dreamed you would do. And you know what? We're going to plant. We're going to water. And God's going to give the increase. And we don't get the glory. We don't get the credit. But the kingdom grows. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. This is how I feel to close today. And thank you for hanging in there today. I had a lot to do. I had vision. I had to preach. It's just—it's been a great day, and the Holy Ghost. God has got big plans for us. This is how I feel like closing today. I just—I just feel like God wants to just call people so deeply today to a a deeper consecration. I just feel like God wants to impart to us love for people right now, and a love for people, love for God, and a love for people. We've got to build our ministries off of love for people. Brother Dale said, "We just got to get out there and just love people." It really was that simple. And we've got to have the love of God inside of us. We've got to have the love of God inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. I believe God wants to impart to us this year, and God wants to use people. And here's how I want to close today. If you feel like something's missing in your life, you go to church, you worship, you think you're a good Christian, but you feel like something's missing, I want you to know right now that God is trying to tell you something. God is trying to say it's because I've got so much more for you. I want to use you in a greater dimension, in a greater way. And I feel like God wants to do something in your life today, in Jesus' name. Close your eyes and think about it for just a moment. I'm telling you, God's going to raise up evangelists, preachers, and prophets right here in this church. You better go ahead and believe it. You better go ahead and receive it because you in your flaws and your problems, it doesn't matter if you can just say, I'm willing, God. I'm willing to be used by you, God. I'm willing to be used by you, God. You've got talents and giftings that have been dormant for too long, and God wants to resurrect them all in 2023 and use you for the kingdom because what you're doing is not enough. You're not satisfied. You're not satisfied. Yes,
1: yes, yes, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus name.
0: Praise God. Thank you Lord. We're just going to obey the Holy Ghost a little bit today. Thank you God. It's a special day today. We're getting our new year planned. The Holy Ghost is going to do some things right now in this altar service. We'll have a baptism in a few moments today but right now God is just reaching across this place trying to prick some hearts Tap on some foreheads and say, I'm trying to get your attention. You're not satisfied the way you've been. You're not satisfied the way you've been. How long will you keep fighting against me, says the Lord? How long will you keep going through the motions? How long will you keep running from the plan I've got for your life? I want to use you right now, right here in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you, Lord.
0: All right, all right. I feel what, I feel what led to do. Okay. The one thing, the, one of the biggest things that the Lord has, has impressed on me is the sheer number of good leaders we need to do this. And we've got, we've got people that can preach, people that can pray. But I'm telling you, one of the hardest things to do, probably especially in our culture, is to lead people. People can be very difficult to work with. Uh, the American culture is very easily offended. Uh, people uh, have attitudes and they, they, they're almost too smart. It takes great leadership to do all the dreams we have. And so I feel like God has got his hand on people in this church that he wants you to become a great leader. And that means you're going to take ownership of something in this church and you're going to be the catalyst for it to make it and push. Everything we need, it It takes organization. And I believe God wants to anoint leaders in this church to give you a mind for organization, a a, a character of peace and love towards people you're leading. It is very difficult to lead people. They will offend you. They'll have problems with you. But God wants us to anoint leadership. It is so needed. Good leaders. We've got hard workers at AFC. We need good leaders. I'm talking about men that can lead, have a vision, Women that can lead, have a vision, that can be, have credibility. I'm telling you, it's so key. If you feel like God wants to, wants to turn you into a leader this year, I want you to be the first, some of the first, to just come down here and and open your heart and say, God, whatever it takes, I feel like you have got something you want me to lead in some way. I want you to be the first to come down. We'll have layers of people today coming down. If you're a current leader, then please come. But I believe you need to set yourself out from the crowd and come down and say, I feel like God wants to use me to be a leader to be an influencer for others. Now, this is a high, a high calling, a high price. Whether you're young or old, you can be young. That's fine. We need young people that want to be leaders. That means you're willing to take the hit. That means you're willing to, to take the sacrifice when nobody else does. Leadership. Because we will not do this without good leadership. I want God to impart on you a spirit of wisdom and knowledge. That you can put teams together, you can manage teams, you can deal with difficult people, challenging people, love people. You can get them through their problems. I believe there's leadership ability in this church. Yeah, come on down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Leadership in the name of the Lord. This is good. You got to separate yourself sometimes and you gotta and, and it can be everyone. That's fine. Sometimes you gotta separate yourself from the crowd and say, okay, I do. I want to be a leader. This is gonna cost you. This is gonna cost you. You know it will. You know, you know it will. But, God, we need good leaders if we're going to do this. Look, imagine this, 18 apartment complexes. Who's going to lead all those? I mean, this thing gets so big. I'm not talking about the whole thing. I'm talking about every individual one needs a leader. Every one needs a leader over teams. Every one has to have music ready and preachers ready. Everyone, Look at the leaders we need. God wants to anoint you. If our youth group's going to grow, it's going to have to have good leaders. Our kids are going to grow good leaders. Jesus' name. Do you believe that God can impart to you a spirit of wisdom? Do you believe that God can impart to you anointing that's beyond your ability? Do you believe God can give you a love for people that you're leading? Do you you believe that God will give you the peace and the strength that when people underneath you don't want to always follow you and they rebel, that you still stay strong, you stand your ground? Do you believe that God can give you that power and that authority to stand your ground? I believe God can impart it to every one of you. And God can make leaders out of you. I want you to lift your hands. And church family, I want you to pray with us right now. I want God to impart to the beginning of this year leadership because it's so needed. I'm talking about organizers, people that work computers, people that can work on Excel spreadsheets, and people that can figure things out. You've got a mind for it. You've got giftings for it. In the name of Jesus right now, I declare the authority of Jesus over leaders, leaders over music, leaders over singers, leaders over children and youth and Bible studies and and, and, and our school and evangelism and outreach and leaders, home groups, home groups. Give us leaders, trustworthy organizers. God, impart it to your people so that we can have Your kingdom be fulfilled. Spanish ministry leadership in Jesus' name. I'll work extra hours. I'll put the time in. It'll become my life. I want to be leadership. I'm willing to lead my family. I'm willing to lead other people. I'm willing, God, to love people to be calm to be at peace with people Jesus if you'll use me I'll I'll be used God if you'll trust me I'll take it God come on the Lord is speaking to me while we're doing this you're separating yourself Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Yes, come on. You can. You will do it. You will do it. Come on. Find yourself in the kingdom. Fit in. Fit in the kingdom. Fit in the kingdom. Belong to the kingdom. Get in the church. Find your place in the kingdom. Find your place in the last day revival. We're not going down. We're going up. God's going to call us and use us and equip us. Single or married, young or old, God can use you. God will use you. Yes, He will. Prison ministry leadership. uh, Home group leadership. uh, We've got so many things we need. Our church school. So many places to fit in the kingdom. Praise God. Yes Lord.
1: yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
0: Come on, the Holy Ghost is talking to us right now. Praise the Lord. God is reaching today.
1: Yes, yes, yes,
0: The Holy Ghost is reaching right now for people across this church. God wants to impart a vision for some of you today. God wants to give you a new vision. And it had not been working what you're doing. But it's about to start clicking. It's about to start fitting. Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, thank you, Jesus. That's it. The Lord is working right now. Thank you for praying with us. We're, we're in the midst of God reaching down. We're in the midst of God doing the work. You mind if I give you a word before everybody here today? You mind if I do that? Camaria, I felt something for you. I wanted to say it in front of everybody. You can be a female godly preacher for your generation. I felt that in the Holy Ghost the first time I met you. This generation needs young women to rise up to reach your generation. And God will do that for you. If you want it, God will do it for you. Fear not what God has planned for you. I believe it. I can see it in my mind. I can see you doing women's Bible studies. I can see you reaching young women across this area. I can see it. Let's pray for her right now in Jesus' name. Right now, God. In the name of Jesus right now. Lord, you are bringing people into the kingdom for such a time as this. People with a great heart. People with an open spirit. God, you can use them. God, we've been praying for people like like her to come to the kingdom. We've been praying, God, for people like her to come in. She could be a preacher of the gospel. She could be used in the gifts of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now, a covering over her while you grow her and disciple her, God. I pray protection, a hedge around her in Jesus' name, that the world can't have her, that her friends can't get her, but she would be knowing she's got a calling on her life and a plan on her life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus right now, Lord. Amen. God wants to disciple you, train you, and use you to do things you never could dream of. Whatever dreams you had, maybe it was a career or money, that's all good and fine, but God has something much greater for you. And if you'll follow His voice, uh, you will walk in complete joy and bliss until the last day, until the Lord comes back. He wants to use you. I'll let God figure the details out, but I'm just telling you, the first thing I saw in you, first time I met you, was I could see you being used by God greatly. And I wanted to build your faith today and tell you before the brothers and sisters, because they're going to be praying for you now. Because now that I did this publicly, they're going to be behind you now. They're going to be pushing you forward, speaking life to you now. That's why I did it publicly. Brandon, come here. We need your faith. We need your faith. We need your fire. We got to have it. We need young men with fire and faith. We don't, I don't need you to figure it all out. All right? We don't need you to figure it out. All right? God, God has a gift on you, and that gift is you don't understand what's happening. Don't try to understand. Have faith. Use your faith. The Lord is going to use you mightily. Those hands are going to be laid on people, and there's going to be healings and miracles and signs and wonders, and you won't understand it. In the name of Jesus, right now, God, use His faith, Lord. Use His fire. Use His fire in His faith, God. God, let Him have no fear in Jesus' name. Let Him have no fear in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, no fear. No fear, but just absolute faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. Preach, speak, teach, pray in Jesus' name. name. And the Lord will work through you if you stay submissive and stay right in Jesus' name. Thank you,
1: Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: Listen, Brandon, from now on, from now on, you can pray for people. And when you pray for them, you don't doubt that God's going to give them a miracle. You don't doubt it. You go plant a seed of faith in somebody and let God give the increase. Don't worry about what happens after it. You just believe for them because they're lost and they're, it's dark. But you bring faith and fire to a cold, dark world. Jesus' name. Praise God. Come here, Diego. Jesus' name. Amen. God's got his hand upon his life, and God's, gonna, God's already using him in leadership, ability, and youth, uh, pastoring, but there's so much more in store for him. Amen. I, I believe uh, Brother Diego is, is, is good with, uh, with communicating. I believe he's a great communicator, and in our Western culture, we need good communicators. And I want God to anoint you. I want God to use you. I want him to give you a depth of anointing in Scripture that this transcends your years. I know you probably hadn't been studying the Bible like a, like a, like a religious person for all these years, but it's now God's going to catch you up on it. And I believe God's going to catch you up on biblical knowledge that you're going to be able to use to communicate in a way that where you can help the gospel spread to people. And I believe the youth pastoring is a season you're going through where God's going to help you learn how to communicate to young people. Because then as you age and you deal with this American culture, God's going to use you to communicate things in the gospel, mysteries of the gospel, in a way that people can receive it. I believe that about you. Let's pray for him in the name of Jesus right now. I declare the authority of Jesus. God, use Diego. God, give him the words to say. Give him parables to teach. God, give him a way to be able to explain the mysteries of God to where it can be received in the name of God. Make him a warrior for the gospel. Make him a warrior for the gospel. God, make him a defender of the gospel. In the name of Jesus, let the doctrine, God, be strong in his heart. In the name of Jesus, God, let the doctrine be inside of him. God, let him know truth. Let him be strong in the truth in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, God's going to do it. Sister Becca, God's going to use you. To protect Diego, okay? God's going to use you to protect him. You're a fighter, right? And you've got a voice, and God's going to use you through your prayer, right? And you're going to feel things, and you're going to help keep them on track. You guys are partners, all right? All right? And you're going to share together in this ministry, but God's going to use you, and you're going to help be a voice for him, all right? And Jesus, I feel that. Let's pray for Becca right now in Jesus' name. She's going to be a powerful support. She's going to be intercessor in the name of Jesus Christ right now. God, thank you for ministers' wives. Thank you for ministers' wives, Lord, that you're anointing to have strength and power. Thank you, God. She's going to have her own personal walk in the Holy Ghost that's going to be special, independent, and anointed, and God's going to use her in Jesus' name. He's going to use you, Sister Becca. You're also going to be a fire. You're going to be a voice to your generation in the name of Jesus.
1: So.
0: Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Debbie. Debbie, I remember you. Debbie, I remember you from. Are you from Lakeside? Uh, Gaston Place. Yeah. Right. So I remember you the other day, I talked to you. When I saw you there at the place, you just lit up. And in that moment, I knew God's got so much more for you. From your birth, God has called you. And it may have taken a while for you to hear this, but I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, God wants to use you to be an evangelist to that community that you live in. God wants to use you. You have a gift on you. And, and the Lord wants you to end your life serving Him. And it's going to be the most beautiful, fulfilling years of your existence. It's going to happen. And the future God has for you is going to overshadow whatever happened to you in your past. And it's going to heal everything it's going to fix everything. And everything that's ever done to you, anything that ever happened to you, where you're about to step into is going to be the healing that you need to heal every wound in the name of Jesus Christ right now. God, use her. Fulfill your plan in her life. God, thank you for bringing her to our lives in the name of Jesus. God, I declare your mighty works in her. I declare the name of Jesus through her by the power of Jesus right now. Let the Holy Ghost guide her. God, let her be discipled and trained and used to be a blessing for eternity, God. Not by her wisdom, not by her ability, but through her submission to your will, God. Give her a sweet, kind, powerful spirit, God, to use her for others. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God wants to use you and know that he does. Stay close to the, the body of Christ because you're going to be out there and you need strength, you need love, and you need people on your side, and we will do that for you, you're not alone, all right? Praise God. Let's give her a good hand. We're glad she's here. (laughs) Praise God. Come here, Brother Dale. Love you, man, Brother Dale. Thank you, Jesus. If anybody that wants to to have whatever God's done through him, I want you to come up here, and I want him to, to, to lay his hand on you. I want God to impart whatever kind of love he's got. For people, all I can figure by talking about the Dale is, is his past and his hurt and what he's been through. He just, his, God has put in him a sympathy, a, a concern for others. Through his suffering, through his pain, he realizes that the only answer in the world is love, and I believe God's going to impart that into other men in our church that they're going to have a, a love, a tenderness for people. If you haven't seen Brother Dale, he just, he just shows that he cares about people. He's not, trying to, he's not trying to be a fancy preacher. He's not trying to tell them everything. He's just letting them know, well, I know Jesus and I know I love you. And I want him to impart that, okay? You don't have a lot of time because there's a lot of guys here, but I just want you to go through these guys, lay your hand on their head, and pray and impart and just take about a moment for each one and impart that love, that, that calling, that evangelism. This is a modern-day evangelist right here, and I want it to get a hold of, the, of these men in our church and spread through. Go ahead, Brother Dale, right now in Jesus' name. God, impart that into our church, God. God, let that love for souls, let that love for people, God, get through this church, God. In the name of Jesus, God, spread that seed. Spread the fruit. Spread the fruit. God, use us. God, use us. That's it, Saul. God's going to use you, Saul. You're more than a bass player. That's it, Chansey. God's going to use you. Come on, there's more for your life. That's it. Give us a love for the people of the world. Give us a love for souls. That's it, that's it, that's it. Give me a love for people, God. Give me a service for people, God. Give me a love for people, God. Give me a heart for souls. Give me a heart for people, Jesus. Give me a love for people, Jesus. Give me a love for people, God. Uh, Yes, open the doors. Use them, God. Use them, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus' name. That's it. Let anybody who wants this prayer to to be prayed over in Jesus' name, impart that spirit on us, God. That's it, brother Saul. That's it, brother. God wants
1: to use you.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Praise
1: God. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Come here, Saul. Come here. i got a word for you. I love you, man. You're the first one to come. AFC. First met you. I said, man, that's a good guy right there. And uh, you've been here now for a little while, and you're a great musician. But I just felt something in the Holy Ghost I wanted to tell you. You'll never be satisfied on that instrument. Never. It will never do it. God has more for you. Your generation needs you. You believe it? Yeah. There's a lion hiding inside of you. In the name of Jesus Christ right now, God, release it. The gifts of the Holy Ghost, the calling. There's an anointing inside my brother, God. I pray your hand upon him. I pray in the name of Jesus to let loose right now, God, the full potential and the calling you have for his life. Let him not fear. Let him not be scared. Let him not worry about what you have for him. In the name of Jesus, protect him, God. Use him. I speak life over him right now in Jesus' name. I speak life in the name of Jesus over him. That's
1: it. So that's it. I see
0: it in Jesus' name. I see it in Jesus' name. That's it. Receive it, Brother Saul, right now. Receive it, Brother Saul, right now.
2: Yes.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Praise God. God is so good.
0: God is so good. He's already using guys in our church. He's already using Chris mightily. God's going to keep using Chris. Come here, Brother Aubrey. God has had his hand upon him since the first day I, I met Brother Aubrey here. Amen. How old are you, Brother Aubrey? Forty-five. You're going into the prime of your life. Right now. You've seen nothing yet compared to what God has for you. You think you've been used by God, you've done some great things, that's good, but it's nothing compared to what's about to happen. Nothing. God has done all of that to get you ready for this right here. Everything, every move God's made is because there's something so massive and so big, and it's time. And God is breaking off anything that's in the way, and God's going to use you mightily, and God's going to show you a whole new version of yourself that's been inside the whole time, and now you're in a safe place to be that guy. You're in a safe place to receive it. Let's lift our hands up and let Brother Aubrey right now become what God has for him. God, in the name of Jesus Christ, use him mightily, God. Lord, use him. Give him wisdom. Give him leadership ability. God, give him a voice. Give him confidence in the name of Jesus. He will not walk in fear in the name of Jesus. I cast out all fear right now by the authority of Jesus' name. There is no reservation. There is no fear. There is only full speed ahead in the name of Jesus. Full speed ahead in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, God, impart to him right now. Yes, Lord, put thoughts in his mind, dreams at night, Jesus. Show him, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord is so good. The Lord is so good. Thank you, Jesus. I am so grateful for what the Lord is doing. He is calling so many of you, reaching to so many of you. He is. It's a beautiful thing what the Lord is doing. I tell you, Brother Proctor, if there's ever a time that God could use your ministry,
1: it was right now.
0: I know you've been through it in the past. I know you've, you have had a battery tank in the back of the truck and all that stuff. And You know what? We all have our seasons of learning and growth, and we all have them. But I'm telling you, our, our latter rain is going to be greater than the former rain. That's biblical prophecy. Do not measure your past, your future rain off of your past rain. God always ends greater and sweeter. And I truly believe that God has just kind of been saving you. That's the word I feel, brother. God's been saving you. And maybe it feels like you're just in a jar and you're preserved. But God's about to let that top break open for this season, for right now. He's been holding you for the last because the, the fields are so white. Come here, brother. Let's pray for him. He's been holding you. He's been getting you ready. It may not seem like it, but he has in the name of Jesus. My brother has a calling in a ministry. He's not afraid. He's bold. And this is the kind of ministry that God wants to use in the last days. He's brought you here to the church for such a time as this. God, whatever it is that tries to hinder him or take away, I cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ right now. And by your authority and by your power, God, set free anything that tries to lie to him, God. Let him receive this in the name of Jesus.
1: Let him receive this in the name of Jesus.
0: By the authority of Jesus, awaken, my brother God. Awaken him in a season, God, of ministry, a season of ministry. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. One of the biggest things my brother has, has had the challenge of is his job situation. How many of you believe God can take care of Brother Brother Ricky's job situation? I 1,000% believe that if Brother Ricky will attempt by faith, and we pray over him right now, that God can change it around to where that job can be fixed to be perfect for his ministry. I believe it. Let's pray in Jesus' name right now. God, I believe you're going to work it out in Jesus' name. Lord, we know he's going to make enough money to support his family. God, we know he has to have enough income. But God, I believe by faith you can work a miracle in this and you can get him what he needs to be free so that he can fulfill the purpose you have for his life. By the authority of Jesus, God, make a way in their family. Open up a door. Give them dreams and visions. By the authority of Jesus Christ, right now, God, do it, Jesus. Do it, Jesus, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, right now. Praise God. So thankful for our men of God, our ministers. We're going to get you all. In place, but the Hugh in place, but the Cooney. God's got great plans for him. But the Danny, we got to get prison ministry going, brother. We got to do it. You feel it? You feel it? We got to do it. Amen. Anytime God sends somebody to our church, I start asking why. Why? He's got a purpose. He's got a plan. And I believe you are just ripe and ready. Uh, we've got we've got some doors right now that have opened up into some prisons that we've been kind of going through, and I believe God wants us to enter into those and, and help these people. There's a lot of prisoners around this area. A lot of people just get caught up in bad decisions, and I, they need they need us to go. And I believe God's going to anoint you with wisdom to be able to find out how to get that done, because there's hoops you got to jump through. You've got to get all the permitting and all that to do it, but I believe God's going to give you wisdom and a passion and a desire for it, and you can, you can get that done. I believe God's going to use you. Let's pray for Brother Danny in the name of Jesus. God. God, we got to get in those prisons. We got to reach those people. In the name of Jesus, anoint him with wisdom. Give him ideas. God, give him a mind for it. Give him thoughts that are not his own thoughts. In the name of Jesus Christ right now. There are so many souls that need the gospel message by the authority of Jesus Christ right now. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you, God, for your mercies. Thank you, God, for using my brother right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Praise God. He's going to do it, Brother Danny. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Amen. Thank you, God. You know, something I really felt to pray for? I felt to pray for everyone's wives. Do you know why I felt that? Because these men, if their wives don't help them, it's going to be really hard. So I need all the ladies to listen to me right now. When you're married to a man and God has a calling on his life, you've got to follow. You have to follow. And your ministry won't work if you don't partner with his ministry. That doesn't mean God won't use you. He will use you. He will use you greatly. But you've got to partner with your husband. And when God calls him, he calls both of you. And that means when I do all this for these men, I'm, I'm really saying it to you too. You've got to get a prayer life. You've got to cover him. You've got to support them. Because they're going to be attacked. So I want every lady to understand that you are getting signed up at the same time. These men are getting in the, in the harvest. The women have got to step up. I know you've got kids and you've got concerns, but they got to know you're behind them in prayer and supporting them. They need to have faith from your mouth. Speak faith over them. Don't dare ever speak anything against what I just spoke in the, on the prophetic anointing, right? And the reason why I do this public is because I want you to know, Just you know what the Lord just showed me while we're doing this? is God anointed David before his brothers because there doesn't need to be any doubt what God is trying to seal in the Holy Ghost. Everybody needs to know what God is up to. Because if you don't have a public profession of it, then people will fight against you. But when you know that the man of God is spoken, then we can all rally around the same cause. And that's why some things have to be done in public and not in private. Because you need to know who God is trying to, to anoint and use in the kingdom. you got to know that. Because you need to know what they're going through. And when God uses these people, you got to know they're going to come under attack. And that means you got to support them. You have to come up beside these people. God is so good. Praise God. And then I want Omar and Jose and, and Matthew to come up here. I want to pray for them before we go any further. We've got a baptism I'm about to do because these guys for the last few years now have been just making sure things click around our church, ministry assistants here helping make sure things are good, and they have already sacrificed so much, and two of them got kids now, and their wives are just trying to keep them inside the vehicles during firework shows and run away from all the loud noises as part of having kids. And this, is a, this can be a very tough time of their life because they've got young kids and they're figuring out things. And so I want God's hand upon these men to where they've got an anointing on them, a wisdom on them. I want God to anoint their families, their wives, their children because they're a part of this also. And you ladies, you've got to support their wives because they, they are feeling the attacks and everything that these guys are going through. So you've got to befriend these women. You've got to be with them. Help them with their kids if they'll let you. Help them with their kids. You know, partner with them. Maybe get to, get to earn respect from their parents. They need your help because their women are under attack too. But I want God to anoint these men, give them, give them wisdom beyond their years, uh, take care of their health, uh, take care of their finances, bless them financially. I know God's going to do it, and God's going to multiply everything because they're stepping up. They stepped up from day one to do whatever they could for the kingdom. And now God's going to keep using them in greater ways. Let's lay our hands on them and pray in the name of Jesus right now. I anoint right now in the name of Jesus and pray a covering over them right now, God. God, they've decided to serve you. They've decided to do your will. They've decided to step up and be anointed. They've decided to step up in the name of Jesus. And God, your hand is upon them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You're using them, God. You're going to bless them. You're going to give them favor, anointing. You're going to make them leaders in Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anoint them. Anoint Paige. Anoint Paige, Jesus. Anoint Lorena in Jesus' name. Anoint Dulce in Jesus' name. Anoint their children in Jesus' name. Protect them, God. Bless them, God. God, thank you for your help in Jesus' name. Praise God. I thank you, Lord, for doing it. Let us start the year the right way in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Praise the Lord. God is so good. His word is so good. He's so faithful to us. Oh, Thank you for a great, a great last year. Thank you for all your hard work. Musicians, singers, y'all did amazing in 2022. Teachers did a great job with our kids, our youth. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being with us. Now, when we start our training, when we start it, I need you to make time in your schedules. You know, I want you to get involved. I want you to get in our trainings because we've got a lot to do. We're going to show you what's working. We're going to show you what we're going to be doing. We want to get everybody involved and find your place. And the Lord has been showing me that everybody in our church is going to have a place this year. And you're going to be fulfilled and you're going to fit. And God's been showing me categories and leadership categories. And, and I, I'm going to, we're going to uncover that and do all that. God's going to raise people up. And there's such a beautiful mission that we have. And my prayer for you all this year is that you tie into the kingdom and get, get involved. Get involved. It's so important you get involved. Thank you, Jesus. I want our young people to be close, and I want our young people to be involved in church, shouting and praising and worshiping. I'm so thankful for our kids that come up here and worship, and Braxton comes up here and worships, and Aspen's been worshiping, lifting his hands. I want our children to be involved in worship. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Lord. We're going to have baptism in just a few moments. Bishop, come, come here. I want you to pray over us. We love Bishop Stevens. I pray to God he's getting healed and touched, and we love him so much. We just want him to say whatever's on his heart to help us kick off the year and pray.
2: Thank you, Pastor. I want to first of all say do we realize how God has blessed this church with the leader that we have as the pastor of this church. Do you realize how blessed you are? Vision preaches the truth stands on principle holiness is a part of his life you can't get any deeper and you can't get any better than that And you ought to pray for him every day of your life you ought to hold him up he prays for you and you're many so surely all of you and me can pray for him I just want to say one thing before I pray. Our pastor got a call this week, I believe it was, or maybe while he was gone. We helped my grandchildren go to Kenya as Amers. And a few weeks ago they had a they had a conference there. And there were there were almost thirty or forty, I believe it's thirty four. Trinitarian preachers that came to that conference. My, da- my granddaughter texted me and said, "Popo, there's chickens running in this place. A few minutes later, she texted me back and said, "Popo, I've never seen anything like this in my life. She said, first of all, demons rose up. And said, we took authority over them. And now, Popo.'" These ministers that have come from everywhere are being filled with the Holy Ghost. They baptize them in Jesus' name. This week, Pastor got a call, and they're bringing 23 of these pastors into the Bible College in Nairobi, and they're going to give them a whole semester in Pentecostal doctrine. When he, when he got that call, he immediately said, I will support, I will, and he sent, this church sent $600. In eight hours from now, that $600 is going to have all, not all the ministers, but three of those ministers, all of their family are going to be there. $600 will support them for a whole semester and their family. 8 o'clock in the morning, their time, 7 hours from now, they're going to be taught in Nairobi Bible College the beauty of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the glory of the power of Almighty God. I want to thank you, Pastor. I want to thank you for being a visionary. I want to thank you for being a, a leader, and I want to thank you for being our leader. I'm thankful that God has allowed me to set under this man's ministry. It has it uplifted me, it's encouraged me, and it has you too. And what we've got today, hell can't take away from you. What you had put in you today, hell cannot take away from you. Father, we love you today. We thank you for everything that's been said, everything that's been done. We stand on the principles of your Word We stand today, God, on the prophecies that's gone forth today. I ask you right now, God, to be the God that delivers, the God that sets free, the God that brings forth what you have sent out. I'm asking you today, God, to touch everyone that's been anointed. Touch this church today, God. Bless Brother and Sister Green and their family, God bless him bless him bless him god thank you for his ministry thank you for sending him here and god thank you for allowing us to be blessed by it thank you for all that you've done today and we praise you in jesus name amen
0: thank you bishop we love you.